And do that two-minute timer, Michael, the way you used to. I like that. Yeah, it, it's good for me. I can always ignore it, but it's just good. Because sometimes my brevity needs improving. All right. Okay. We just take one more sip of water here. Sorry. Let the whistle a little bit. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Practically Political. I'm Dave Spencer. And I'm Carrie Sheffield. Let's get right to it. All right, Dave. So there were more than 200,000 border encounters in August. Democrats and Biden only care about the rich elite Martha's Vineyard. When will they actually care about all American towns that are being overrun and unable to provide the services at the border? We also have over 70,000 dead in 2021 from fentanyl, most of it coming over from Mexico. Well, we got two unrelated issues, and it's a little dramatic to say that towns all over America are dealing with it. It's border towns. No, I said on the border. That's what I said. And and by the way, Florida is not, last time I checked, Florida was not a border town. That's why DeSantis picked people up in Texas, then stopped in Florida, then went to Martha's Vineyard. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But let me just say a couple of things. First of all, I've said this before. It's worth reiterating. This is a crisis that Donald Trump created and Joe Biden exacerbated. When Barack Obama left office, border crossings were at a 50-year low. It was one of his most unheralded successes. He was known as the deporter-in-chief. Then Trump came in bashing immigrants from the start. That's one of the main reasons we still don't have enough workers, because he restricted all kinds of immigration, good and bad, threw the baby out with the the bathwater. And I want to mention one other thing. There was a deal which is the first deal that should be made, in my opinion, where you, you, you increase border security in exchange for amnesty for the Dreamers. He had that deal done with Congress, but one of his, uh, shall I say kindly, slightly xenophobic advisors, Stephen Miller, nixed it. Oh, no, Mr. President, your base isn't going to like that. So he basically reneged on his own deal. So the Trump administration did basically nothing, and the problem got worse. Now, Biden has made it worse, and by the way, I've been saying this for years to the Dems, this idea that letting a lot of people in the country because they're gonna become Democrats and vote your way is proving to be false, is proving to be demonstrably false. Just look at how much Trump improved uh, in the, in, from 2016 to 2020, particularly in a lot of border towns. And as far as the fentanyl goes, that's a total non sequitur. Drugs have been coming across this border for decades. The war on drugs is an abject failure for one main reason, because we take a supply approach to a demand issue. As long as there's a demand, there's going to be a supply. And there's a whole reason why we have drug abuse in this country. That's probably, we'll save that for another show. But it has nothing to do with immigration. Your thoughts? It has to do with the border. And yes, the smuggling of drugs, the vast majority of fentanyl. Fentanyl is a new 
problem in America. The number of fentanyl deaths has like like orders of magnitude skyrocketed most recently. And that's that's why it's a new issue. And it's a border issue because the vast majority is coming up from the border. And the fact that uh, you're blaming Trump, you've spent a minute blaming Trump and only about 20 seconds talking about Biden. No, I said it was both. a lot about your priority. Both. No, but you like you, you, uh, you, you know, you named one of Trump's aides. You didn't name any of Biden's aides who are dealing, who are, who are incentivizing this. And the border crossings are so much higher under Biden than the border crossings were. Two million so far. So I just, I don't think it's, it's, it's useful to bash Trump. I'm not bashing him. I'm just saying it was a problem that Trump created and Biden made worse. I think that's a very accurate description of the problem. And that's, and that's precisely what I said. I'm not giving... Biden to pass. And that's why I mentioned this strategy of, you know, the whole replacement theory is BS. But uh, this idea that this is why we have an immigration problem simplistically is because Republicans like the cheap labor, Democrats want the votes. And that was true for a long time. But as we know, the paradigm has changed. People are no longer voting on economic issues. That's what Donald Trump proved. Oftentimes they vote more on culture, race, and religion. So this strategy of, oh, we'll just let a lot of people in because they're going to become Democrats is a bad strategy. So it needs to be rethought. But the drugs are totally unrelated. Fentanyl happens to be the drug of the moment. You know, it was crack in the 80s. It was and cocaine. Those were flowing across the border, both during Democratic and Republican administrations. We've tried interdiction. It doesn't work. You know, part of the problem is the hollowing out of rural America. And that's a real problem. And a lot of those voters have gone to Trump. And look, the Democrats discarded them. Okay, I've acknowledged that. But the but are there are there any real solutions? No. What it would give me one real solution that the Republicans have for immigration right now? What has Ron DeSantis said other than pulling political stunts? Uh, it's actually going to solve uh, the problem. There's a policy called Remain in Mexico that Trump negotiated with with Mexico. Biden brought that back. And Biden, no, Biden he didn't. Brought from, that back. from week one. From no, but what one, is Ron DeSantis? You're not answering the question. What has Ron DeSantis suggested? See, this is my problem. It's the same thing with this white grievance politics from Trump. You know, they've identified a real problem, but instead of trying to solve it, they just use it for stunts. They just try to get political points. They just try to sow division. There's no solutions. I mean, the Republican Party in Washington, D.C. does not have one solution for that they've they proposed. Now, governors on states have some, but you know, let's just wait and do nothing and, and hope for the best. It's the same thing with immigration. Give me one idea that Ron DeSantis has that's going to solve the problem. Uh, well, a, a federal database to do the checking of immigrants. Because the thing is, that's you, not his idea. That's been, you that's been everybody. Everybody mentions that. No, no, but it's something that hasn't been implemented. And and the thing is, yeah. In general, the uh, the fact that Florida is gaining and, and attracting population while California is shrinking population, it's it's going to be more of a hub. There's going to be more economic activity. Um, but what's interesting is that, yeah, you're right. The Latinos in America are trending more uh, Republican. And Florida is actually a hotbed of that because uh, a lot of the people who leave these regimes that are despotic and very much about command and control and very much about, uh, you know, government corruption, basically, they come to the U.S. and they're like, yeah, we don't we don't want socialism. We're, we're fleeing that. And so Florida is actually a really great case of a success story for, uh, you know, 
attracting Latinos and attracting Hispanic immigrants and, you know, making sure that it's the legal way. That's, that's the thing. Like, first of all, I totally reject when you're talking about you, you brought race into this, but that has nothing to do with race. It has to do with illegal versus legal. I brought up what? Race. You said white grievance. This has nothing to no, do no, with No, no, I'm talking race. about Trump's. This has to do. No, 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 no. You're, you're conflating two different issues. What I said was that, that Donald Trump's politics is white grievance, okay? It's foment people's anger. And that's anger. just not true. So he's not that's, proposing that's any solutions. There are no solutions. He is proposing solutions. He's The Remain in Mexico policy has been very I'm effective. I'm talking about Where economic. people have to... There's two different issues. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Well, yes. Well, also, uh, even the Obama Civil Rights Commission noted that illegal immigration suppresses the wages of black men who are citizens of the United States. So it's a big economic issue. And I think that's no secret why Trump did so much better with, uh, you know, black voters, especially black men compared to many other Republican predecessors, including John McCain, including Mitt Romney. Um, so I, and I never heard you call those guys white grievance people. It no, really has because to do it with never happened It has before. to do... No, because it has to do with policy. These black workers know that if you're a lower skilled, you know, black workers are less likely to have a college degree. They're going to be competing with these illegal lower skilled uh, workers. And that's a fact. That's the, the Obama Civil Rights Commission noted that. So I just I reject your framing of it. But I feel like we're just going to have to agree to disagree. All right, well, I, I, I reject your trying to say that the reason that voters, that black voters and Latino voters went more for Trump. And by the way, it was 32 to 36% and 13 to 19% for black voters. So we're not talking about huge, but the reason, and these are people that Trump called breeders and drug dealers, okay? They're not flocking to Trump. They're flocking away from the Democratic Party. And it's not because of immigration. It's because of defund the police. It's because of, you know, these policies. Remember in 2018, I'm a broken record on this. The Democrats got it. They realize where there's very little daylight between Trump voters and them is on kitchen table issues. And they did very well. In 2020, they blew it with the talking about, you know, confiscating guns and health care for illegal immigrants and Medicare for all and all this stuff that nobody except the most uh, leftist people want. That's why those voters went away. Trump uh, realized, and it's very true, black and Latino voters are more pragmatic. They're more socially conservative. They don't care about mostly reparations. They care about economic, economic opportunity, healthcare, education for their kids. They just want the same thing everyone else wants. We agree on that. Okay, good. All right. My question for you. Uh, Vladimir Putin is clearly on his heels. I mean, he's a man in a corner. He was talking about, you know, ramping, seeing things up, threatening nuclear conflict. But where you really noticed how he's changed was at that recent meeting where he was dressed down by not only China, but India. Instead of being 45 minutes late, late, which he used to be even for the Pope, he was on time. He looked like a small man. And I just wish finally you would give Biden a little credit because if Donald Trump were president, first of all, NATO probably might not even be in existence right now because he, he was on his way to dismantling it. So uh, Putin would even, wouldn't even had to invade it. But if he had, Trump would have just winked and nodded, I think. So can you at least give Biden some credit for how well the U.S. has handled this and how badly it's gone for Putin? Well, I don't really give Biden the credit uh, because he, he, <laughs> surprise, surprise. he, 
he incentivized Putin to invade in the first place. And I, I, you know, I like you, Dave, and you're my friend, but I really think you get into conspiracy theories when you try to claim that there's some collusion with, with Russia and Trump. There was zero evidence I, of this. I said we, there's zero evidence. We spent evidence. millions of dollars. I said there was zero evidence. Uh, you're putting words in yeah, my mouth. Yeah, and yet you still... Yeah. No, no, I no, said you, Putin you had something say, on Trump, which he does. That's called a conspiracy theory. Putin never theory. criticized him. I mean, Trump never criticized Putin That's called Putin a conspiracy once. theory. Even in Helsinki, There's no evidence. he throws Putin over his own intelligence agencies. That's cringeworthy for any American. But the president of the United States, I mean, you don't think he would do that? He wouldn't do that if Putin didn't have something on it? Come on, Kerry. That's a conspiracy theory, and I reject oh, it. Oh, for and, crying and out And the loud. thing is, like, People, people were trying to make. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Russians tried to to hack the election. All right, but the answer Chinese the question. To hack the hasn't given. And, hasn't hasn't at least. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. yes. No, I I, I agree that uh, the the pressure against Putin. Putin's a thug. He should be tried for war crimes and executed, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but he's probably going to remain there uh, in office, at least for now, until perhaps the oligarchs rise up against him. Um, but what's sad is that, again, Biden's policies really incentivized and, and enabled him by having such weak uh, energy policies, by not helping Europe and Germany stand up to this Russian, you know, addiction to Russian energy. And the, and the, the Europeans, it was very self-inflicted wounds in some respects because of all their green energy schemes that made them far more reliant on, on Vladimir Putin. So, so, yeah, I am grateful and I am glad that the United States has been able to uh, you know, repel Putin. So I agree with that. But I think it is is very much sad in the same way that we had an abject failure in in Afghanistan. So I'm not going to congratulate Biden for his abject failure in incentivizing the invasion of Putin. I'm sorry, I just won't. Well, we had, first of all, we had an abject failure in Afghanistan because Trump emptied the prison and let $5,000, 5,000 of the worst criminals out. And he negotiated a surrender and then Biden blew it again. That was a bipartisan thing. I give credit or blame to both sides on that. But a couple of things. The reason Putin invaded Ukraine was not because Europe was, was vulnerable in energy. That's totally untrue. It was because he wanted to reunite the empire, okay? And he wouldn't have had to do it if NATO had been weaker. So that's, that's, that's a very important, uh, important point to remember. And again, once, you know, once things got started, uh, Biden was really good with the intelligence. He was good at arming, and so I think. And now that sh that China is even telling Russia for the first time that the things are not looking good, that's a really important signal because they're having second thoughts about about Taiwan. So I think overall this has been a good job, and I think overall, most important, I think the rest of the world is going to get a message that this type of might over right borders don't matter. Let's upset the very successful new world order that we've had for 75 years is just not going to fly. Hmm. Borders don't matter. That seems to be the platform of the Democratic Party. But anyway, oh, I think uh, total. We it's move. so totally different. What a cheap shot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go yeah, ahead. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. But, All right. uh, but I want to ask you about this new plan that the House Republicans are coming up with. They're basically their version of contract with America, harking back to Newt Gingrich from back in the day in the 90s. And basically, uh, one of the proposals, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with the agenda. One thing that I found interesting and, and different was that they want to tie 
federal funding and resources to uh, districts and areas where they have these really rotten DAs who are refusing to protect their innocent uh, you know, citizens who are being victimized and raped and murdered and burgled without any sort of, uh, you know, consistent, uh, you know, criminal justice, really. And so I think that's a good policy. What do you think about that? Well, again, you know, I, I I agree with you. Look, I was the first one who said, as someone who lives in San Francisco, I don't like recalls. I think recalls are designed for crimes against the state. Okay, and I said this with Gray Davis. I said this with Scott Walker, and I said it with Gavin Newsom. Their recalls are not designed for policy disagreements. That's why we have elections. You don't recall someone because you disagree with what they're doing. But in this case, it was such a dereliction of duty and it was so bad that I think it was justified because it was a crime against the city, literally and figuratively. So I think you're seeing, just like you know, the San Francisco school board, they, they fired three people on the school board because they're renaming schools after people that had nothing to do with slavery instead of getting kids back to school. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons Ron DeSantis is so popular is because he had kids back in school in August of 2020. Now, we didn't get kids back to school in here till the spring. So you know me, I'm fair on both sides. I, I will I will, I will, will bid on that. But to answer your question, it's a very subjective process. I'd like to see a little more about what's going on. Though I'm happy to see Republicans in Washington come up with any policy because they've there's absolutely been zero policy suggestions. It's all obstruction and buying into the big lie. Well, that's not true. Uh, and I encourage people well, what to else? What, what other national also, policies but, have Republicans proposed? Uh, deregulation, tax reform, making the 2017 tax, uh, yeah, these uh, are all, which I know you don't love it, but these are all policies. It no, is but they haven't come agenda. up with bills. They also that, want to... This is just stuff no, in the but, abstract. They haven't come up with any actual legislation, which is my point. It's like, it's like railing against spending in the abstract. Oh, you know, you talk to people, we have to cut back on all this spending. Okay, what are you going to cut back on? Uh, uh, foreign aid. Oh, good. That's one half of one percent. What else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's to say this is the same I kind think, of thing. I mean, they've proposed reforming entitlements. We have way too many. Part of why we have so few people, you know, so many unemployed people, or you know, and so many openings and so few workers that are applying for these jobs, it's because of the government programs. And uh, yeah, delete the. I, I think instead, here's a policy: instead of doing this ridiculous Biden student loan plan. Go after the universities. They're the ones who are hiking tuition way above the rate of inflation. They're the ones who are creating bureaucracies uh, of, of, you know, stacks and stacks of administrators instead of educators. So there, there are lots of things you can do. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to see a red wave. Well, I hope so. Uh, it'd be nice again. Uh, I would agree with you on that. I'd like to see that. So let's see somebody propose it. Because as I said, there's been zero legislation proposed from the GOP in Washington. They have nothing to run on except the except uh, obstruction and the big lie. And speaking of that, I don't know if you uh, were privy to Donald Trump's last rally, but literally he was going on about this stuff and there's QAnon music playing in the background. He's talking about the coming storm, all this vernacular, you know, wearing their logos. And then on top of that, you know what I love about Fox News? You can always tell when a good point has been made because Fox News will... They have two tactics. First of all, they'll attack 
uh, who's talking. Like when Liz Cheney came out with all her stuff, they never actually attacked what she said because what she was saying was true. They went after her and, oh, you called her father a war criminal, all that. And the same thing. Now it's like, get Trump at every cost. Letitia James, the attorney general of New York is blah, 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 blah. But I mean, even you have to admit, some of this stuff is galling. Saying that, you know, his penthouse at Trump Tower is worth 300 million when the most expensive apartment in New York was 100 million and the most expensive apartment in Trump Tower was 16 million. Saying that Mar-a-Lago was worth, or the Doral Country Club was worth 700 million. And just, I mean, the audacity, the corruption. So, and yet people are just winking and nodding. And that's the thing I've always said is that it's the, it's the people like you, it's the people like the Rod Portmans, it's the adults in the room that know better that just keep winking and nodding at this. So at what point are you gonna join Laura Ingram and say, it's time to move on. We need another nominee. Can you please do that now and say that we need to move on past Donald Trump? Well, I'm just afraid that the winking and nodding actually happened for more than 30, 40 years by a liberal Hollywood establishment well, here we who go. winked the and false nodded. So if you're trying to say, no, 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 because if you're trying to say that Donald Trump was this horrible, racist, white supremacist, criminal, uh, defrauding. He was with the creme de la creme. Steven Spielberg owned a, a condo in Trump Tower. Barbara Walters did. All of the, you know, Oprah was was well, what does promoting that have to do with Donald question? Trump. It has to do with the fact that that the only reason why they're going after him now is because he's a Republican. Because for oh, decades, for the, the, the Democrats loved him because he donated to them, because he was an entertainer. And that's, yes, that's what that's it is. And, and it's the politician. same thing. That's no, when he was just a, a, a showman in New York. No, it's because he, he was a Republican. I no, mark my words. No. If he was a Democrat, they would be t singing a different uh, tune. So, and uh, I'm going to tell you, there's an analogy here with Ben Carson. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson was revered through the black community for decades for what he did with his groundbreaking uh, neurosurgery. And they made a movie off of him and a book about him. He was inspiring so many young black people to go into surgery, to, to just be, you know, incredible, like achieve incredible heights. And he was the, you know, raised by a single mom in a very abusive, you know, neighborhood. Is there, is there a point and then as soon, here? the point is, as soon as he said, I'm a Republican, I'm criticizing Barack Obama, that's when the knives came out. That's when you had people calling him all these horrible names. And I, so I, to First me, all that, it's all just partisan nonsense. And, God, I, and, I, and it's sad that you're, 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 you're hook, line, and sinker buying nonsense. into this. No, my, 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 my question is, okay. And first of all, there's a lot of knife throwing that goes on on both sides. And yeah, Ben Carson was called a lot of things. Joe Biden was called a lot of things. When candidates run against each other for the nomination, they call each other a lot of things and then they make peace. That's politics as normal. Your false equivalency, or as I say, it's so bad it's a false non-equivalency. That's a term we've coined on this show, is the fact that this is different. And my question was, Laura Ingram, okay, some of these Fox News commentators, obviously the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, even the, 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 the written right-wing media has said it for a long time, is saying, we need to move on. You know, put, put, put all the corruption aside, okay? All he wants to do is relitigate the 2020 election. Elections are about the future. They're not about the past. People want to look forward. They don't want to look backwards. And you're still not answering the question. So no one has, no one's thrown democracy under the bus. Again, your false equivalency about, well, so-and-so told Hillary not to respect the election. She conceded the night of the election. Terry McAuliffe said this was wrong. These are all words. They didn't try to throw democracy under the bus. 
They haven't. They didn't try to stage a coup. They didn't incite an inter- insurrection. Now you have just a, a level of, of of corruption and malfeasance in terms of overstating assets and with the Trump Foundation. So at, at what point are you going to say we need to move on? Can you please say that now? We need another nominee. Dave, I think okay. you uh, you're, as you're a not, Republican you're not that I you're going to try false equivalencies again. Go ahead. No, I'm not. I, I, I think that the people decide at the end of the day. I'm and asking the, you. The I'm not asking the people. That Harry Sheffield, yes or no, should we move on from Donald Trump as a if, nominee? If Donald Trump is the nominee, I'll support him. If it's oh, Ron DeSantis, I'll support question. him. That's not my question. You're here. not going to answer it. Okay. okay. I will support whoever is the GOP nominee. That's right. it. Because the alternative is See, this uh, is, socialism. This is the thing. This the is alternative what it, this is, is what people who believe... Trump. Is that people? No, because I believe in policy, Dave. And you want me to get policy? sucked into these? What? Yeah, what, what I, to policy me, has Donald it's Trump about come up policy. With? So many policies, uh, things like the the criminal justice reform, the First Step Act. That was uh, a bipartisan piece of legislation. But I'm talking about right he now. Helped, I'm talking about well, there's been uh, a lot of bipartisan legislation under under Joe Biden too. Joe Biden's done more more bipartisan stuff than anybody. Whatever, whatever you think of him. You know, they, they just got a, an addendum to the Montreal Protocol passed yesterday, which is very, which is very good in terms of the CPCs. You know, look at the uh, China chip spill. Look at the burn pit relief. Look at infrastructure. There's a lot of stuff that's been done bipartisanly. So, but, the, but the point is, you know, this is a, a malignancy. And at some point, more and more Republicans are saying, OK, uh, I like what Donald Trump did. He was good when he was in there. But it's time to move on. He's hurting the party. And for some reason, you can't do that. So I don't plan to endorse in the primary. I don't. I, I, that wasn't my question, I want to let though. the people decide. Wasn't my question. OK, well, we another very, very spirited debate. My God. Very good. Always. Folks, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Dave Spencer, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Good. How was